Welcome to Reverse Reset Restore. I'm your host, Sally, and this podcast is all about identifying the areas in our life we want to change. Whether you want to reverse your physical conditions and disease, reset your thinking and beliefs, and restore your relationships, we've got you covered. Change comes from within. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. These iconic words from William Shakespeare's monologue in As You Like It offer a profound metaphor for understanding the journey of life. This famous monologue paints a vivid picture of the various stages of human life from infancy to old age. Each stage is described as having distinct characteristics and attributes. Just as actors take on different roles in a play, our lives are a series of roles and chapters, each contributing to the greater story of our existence. Back in episode 7, Strategies for Creating Change Part 3, Action, I shared the iconic Seven Ages of Man monologue while talking about different techniques we can use to reshape our life no matter the season we are in. At the time, it was just a small part of the overall message of that episode, so I didn't go into too much detail about it. Although I said I would share my thoughts on the monologue as a representation for our thoughts and habits in another episode. While the monologue is primarily a reflection on the human life cycle, It can also be interpreted to represent the journey of our thoughts, emotions, and actions that occur throughout our lives. This episode follows up on that promise to delve into the seven ages of man and its metaphors, for embracing our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and behaviors as the players upon the stage of our life. If this is your first time listening to the show, a huge welcome to you. If you are a returning listener, Thank you so much for being with me again. I know taking on Shakespeare can be a tough ask. Trying to understand Old English and the meaning in the words sometimes can leave us feeling overwhelmed, confused, or using that ugly false word, stupid. I'm going to do my best to break down this monologue into language that hopefully makes more sense in the context of how Shakespeare was discussing the various stages of our lifetime. So in this episode, we will be reviewing the monologue again, and I'll bring in the perspective I touched on back in episode 7, that these stages represent not just the passage of time in one's life, but that they represent the thoughts and habits we may have established in our lives. These stages where we are caught up playing our parts, acting accordingly to our learned behaviours, our thinking patterns, and even how we believe we should feel. How do we embrace life if our thoughts, beliefs and emotions are merely players? Let's see if we can answer that question. Shakespeare eloquently captures the various stages of human life from infancy to old age. Similarly, our lives unfold through phases, each with its own unique challenges and joys. Just as actors embrace their roles with enthusiasm and dedication, We too should approach our life stages with openness and a willingness to learn. 
Before we look at the seven individual stages Shakespeare characterizes, let's review the monologue in its entirety once more. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages. At first, the infant, mewling and puking in the nurse's arms, and then the whining schoolboy with his satchel and shining morning face creeping like snail unwillingly to school. And then the lover, sighing like furnace, with a woeful ballad made to his mistress's eyebrow. Then a soldier, full of strange oaths and bearded like the pard, jealous in honour, sudden and quick in quarrel, seeking the bubble reputation, even in the cannon's mouth. And then the justice, in fair round belly with good cap and linen, with eyes severe and beard of formal cut, full of wise sores and modern instances. And so, he plays his part. The sixth age shifts into the lean and slippered pantaloon. With spectacles on nose and pouch on sight, his youthful hose well saved a world too wide. For his shrunk shank and his big manly voice turning again towards childish treble pipes and whistles in his sound. Last scene of all that ends this strange, eventful history is second childishness and mere oblivion. Sans teeth, sans eyes, sans taste, sans everything. There are a lot of words in that monologue that are outdated and perhaps have left you a little bit confused. Never fear. As we walk through each age and discuss the metaphors of the age and how they reflect back to our thinking, feelings, beliefs and behaviours, I'll also break down the meanings for us too. Here's how the seven stages of man in the monologue can be metaphorically related to our internal world. Number one, infancy. At first the infant, mewling and puking in the nurse's arms. In the monologue, infancy is portrayed as the stage of helplessness and dependence, where humans are mewling and puking in their caretaker's arms. This imagery captures the vulnerability and dependency of early life. As infants, our jobs are pretty simple. We mule or cry or fuss. We feed, we spit up, we sleep, we poop, and are totally dependent on others for our survival. Our early years are marked by discovery and growth. As we learn about the world around us, from the families we're born into, the geographical location, the cultures, religious or non-religious beliefs, everything that we are exposed to from our birth form the foundation of our personalities and the way in which we view the world. Metaphorically speaking, this could represent the earliest stages of our internal world where our thoughts and emotions are developing. We are reliant on external guidance and influences to shape our understanding of the world. Number two, the schoolboy. And then the whining schoolboy with his satchel and shining morning face creeping like snail unwillingly to school. The whining schoolboy is characterized by the pursuit of learning and knowledge 
a quest for identity and self-discovery, but also by the reluctance to do so. This can symbolize the phase in our internal world where we start to question, we're learning, we're developing our beliefs. We grapple with new ideas and perspectives, sometimes resisting change and preferring the comfort of familiar beliefs. Number three, the lover. And then the lover, sighing like furnace with a woeful ballad made to his mistress's eyebrow. The lover's stage is marked by passion, idealism and romance. Metaphorically, this could be the phase where our emotions and desires become more complex. We form attachments, seek connection and experience the highs and lows of love and relationships. Our beliefs and behaviours might be driven by these emotional experiences. How we see ourselves may be reflected in the types of relationships we engage in. Healthy, loving, balanced relationships will help you in lover's stage to be more healthy, loving and balanced within yourself. Relationships that are toxic, draining or draw out your fears and anxieties will create a sense of self that also feels more unlovable, unlikable, useless. When we are in lover's stage, in reality, we often discount the negatives. While metaphorically, we may believe those same negatives to be a true representation of ourselves. Number four, the soldier. Then a soldier, full of strange oaths and bearded like the pard, jealous in honour, sudden and quick in quarrel, seeking the bubble reputation, even in the cannon's mouth. Okay, <laughs> so let's break down some of that language before we discuss what the soldier's stage represents. Bearded like the pard is an old English term for leopard, but it's more likely a hybrid type of beast rather than a leopard on its own. Pard was a common word for any big cats outside of lions. So this could also represent a cougar, a cheetah, a puma, etc. When we think of big cats, we tend to think of them as being predators. So in the sense, maybe the, the soldier is being predator-like. Bubble reputation means a short-lived transitory period of fame. And cannon's mouth represents the likelihood of death, which makes sense if you're a soldier going into battle or that you're willing to die for your cause. So roughly, we might translate these lines as... Then a soldier, behaving like a predatory big cat, foul-mouthed and short-tempered, picking fights over the smallest of things to save his reputation, no matter how short-lived it might be. And he is willing to die to safeguard his beliefs and honour. The soldier represents the stage of life where one is driven by ambition and determination and has begun to establish firm beliefs about themselves and the world. Metaphorically, this could relate to the period in our lives where our thoughts and behaviours are influenced by the pursuit of goals, accomplishments and success. We are focused on making our mark in the world. We're beginning to form patterns based on what we think we need or should be doing to succeed, sometimes stubbornly so, and occasionally, to our detriment, we dig our heels in thinking we need to fight or justify or prove ourselves. Number five, 
the justice or judge. And then the justice, in fair round belly with good cap and linen, with eyes severe and beard of formal cut, full of wise saws and modern instances. And so he plays his part. Let's break down some of the language used here in order to better understand what was said. And fair round belly with good cap and linen refers to the age of justice as being, well, there's no delicate way to put this, that the age of justice as being like a castrated cockerel, suggesting his days of being a lover are over. Wise saws and modern instances means that this is the age we're able to reveal a life of experience. The justice stage reflects a sense of wisdom, responsibility, and discernment. This could metaphorically correspond to a phase in our internal world where we reflect on our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs and behaviours. We evaluate their impact on our lives and others, and we make judgments about their validity and appropriateness. Number six, old age. The sixth age shifts into the lean and slippered pantaloon, with spectacles on nose and pouch on side. His youthful hose well saved a world too wide, for his shrunk shank and his big manly voice turning again towards childish treble, pipes and whistles in his sound. This verse references the changing physicality of old age, portraying a time of frailty and reflection, where physical abilities decline. The clothes no longer fitting as well as they used to due to the body shrinking and weakening from age. The eyesight is failing, the skin is sagging and wrinkled. All is becoming smaller, more frail, from the legs to the torso to even the once booming voice receding back towards the time of pre-adolescence. In the metaphorical sense, this stage could represent a period of introspection in our internal world. Our thoughts and beliefs might become more reflective and contemplative, and we might assess the journey we've taken thus far. Number seven, second infancy, senality. Last scene of all that ends this strange, eventful history is second childishness and mere oblivion. Sun's teeth, sun's eyes. Sans taste, sans everything. The monologue's final stages of second childishness and mere oblivion mirror old age, a stage of dependence and vulnerability. Again coming full circle to our beginnings where as the infant we relied on those around us to meet our needs and keep us safe when we were unable to do that for ourselves. As we approach the final act, we can embrace the opportunity to share our life's wisdom and experiences with others. This could metaphorically symbolize the end of our journey, where our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs return to a state of simplicity and purity, much like the beginning of life. Our understanding becomes more fundamental as we detach from the complexities of the world. Shakespeare's allegory encourages us to view our lives as a grand play. Just as actors fully embody their roles, we should engage wholeheartedly in every chapter of our lives. Embrace the challenges as opportunities for growth, the successes as moments of celebrations, and the setbacks as lessons that contribute to the plot. Actors bring authenticity to their roles by understanding their characters, motivations, and emotions. Similarly, 
living authentically involves self-awareness and understanding our own desires, values and aspirations. By being true to ourselves, we create a more meaningful and fulfilling narrative. Just as a play has its exits and entrances, life is marked by change. Embracing the ebb and flow of life allows us to navigate transitions with grace and resilience. In the end, Shakespeare's monologue invites us to view our lives as a grand performance on the stage of existence. Each stage, each role, contributes to our growth, wisdom and understanding. Embrace your life's narrative with courage, resilience and the knowledge that, like skilled actors, you have the power to shape your destiny and leave a lasting impact on the world stage. This power comes from within. It comes from the way that we think. It comes from the thoughts that we have, the beliefs that we hold, the feelings that we may be attached to and the habits and the behaviours that we utilise in our day-to-day life. In this way, Shakespeare's The Seven Ages of Man can serve as a rich metaphor for the evolution of our internal world, including our thoughts, emotions, beliefs and behaviours. Just as life progresses through these stages, our internal world goes through similar transformations as we grow, learn, love, pursue goals, reflect and ultimately come full circle. Just before we finish off, let's take a moment to celebrate the ensemble. A theatrical production involves a diverse ensemble of characters. The cast, the stage crew, props, costumers, designers, directors, each contributing to the story's richness. In life, our journey is enriched by the people we encounter, the relationships we forge, and the impact we have on others. Cherish these connections and the tapestry they weave into your story. Thanks so much for joining me in this week's episode. I'd love to know your thoughts on today's topic and if you disagree or agree with the parallels made here between this timeless monologue and our thoughts and beliefs. Join the conversation about this episode over on the Reverse Reset Restore Facebook page. And please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming platform if you enjoyed today's episode. Your support means the world to me. Lastly, I'll let the bard have the final words to take us out today. This quote comes from Hamlet, one of Shakespeare's finest tragedies. I encourage you to think about this line in the context of our lives being many parts and how, even as merely players on the stage of our own life, Understanding these ages and our responses to them allow us to better understand who we are capable of becoming. We know what we are, but know not what we may be.